Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast Reasonably Irrational. This is where I talk about all things human and marketing. I have seen a lot of marketers, yours truly included, get so deep in data and processes that we forget we work with people and not machines. This podcast is my attempt to humanize the current marketing processes and hopefully make marketing fun for everyone. In today's episode, I invite someone very special, an ex-boss and probably the most of and no holds barred CMO you would have ever met, Veda. Well, he doesn't need any introduction as such. He has led multiple marketing teams across brands, demand generation, and is currently the SMS business head at Razorpay. What makes this episode more interesting is Veda is a teacher himself. He has taught programs at IAM, Indore and Bangalore and SPJN. Veda, welcome to the podcast. I know so much about you, but please tell our audience a bit about yourself. Hey, Sid. Uh, good morning and good morning to all the listeners. Uh, and by the way, Sid, it's not SMS business head. It's I'd like to think of it as the small and medium business head, the SMB business head. Okay, got it. Uh, uh, and <laughs> that's perfectly all right. I know it's early on a Sunday morning. Uh, so yeah, so thanks for the introduction, Sid, and thanks for the opportunity. And as you rightly said, I've been through multiple adventures over the course of my career. Uh, been a, started off in tech, you know, been a financial services consultant, lived abroad briefly, had a reasonably long stint in product management, was a senior product manager at PayPal for a long time. Uh, during the first half of my career, I spent it, spent it with a lot of large bureaucratic organizations, if I may say so. Uh, but I got to learn a lot there. And in the second half of my career, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of early stage startups where things have been very chaotic, but you've also got to learn a lot because you get an opportunity to thrive under pressure. Sometimes I do wish if it had been the other way around, wherein I had the opportunity when I was younger to be with a lot of early stage startups. And uh, and uh, the, the, the older, the, the more well-established companies had come later on in my career, but uh, such is life. But I'm happy with what I've managed to achieve. Uh, at Razorpay, my current responsibility involves, it's not just a marketing role, it's a business PNL leadership role. I take care of both marketing and sales for the small and medium business practice, the SMB practice. And Razorpay again is a bit of, uh, you can think of it as best of both worlds. It's not quite an early stage, high chaos, all hands on deck kind of a startup, nor is it a well-established multinational company with set processes. So you do get to enjoy the advantages and privileges that come from, from working in either of these environments. So in that uh, sense, it's been a breath of fire. And SMB, again, is a little bit of a uncharted territory for a lot of brands. Apart from possibly maybe Tally in the Indian ecosystem, they have been at it for more than three decades now. Nobody has really cracked uh, the SMB conundrum, the SMB jigsaw puzzle. Nobody's really managed to crack that nut. I'm hoping that we'd be uh, the few to have actually done so at Razorpay. That, that, that is an exciting journey. And yeah. Wow. Like, I, I've known you for quite some time, but this was, this, this was very interesting. <laughs> okay so i know you have like a treasure trove of knowledge around strategies and tactics and you know across your product management profile product marketing profile brand and you know i that, that that's that's all like crazy good but today i would like to hit you up on one thing which you do well on a subconscious level you don't only build out a team but you also deliver with the team right and i've seen you do that so i just want to ask you some questions so i'll just get started with my first question right now yeah, yeah. You have huge experience across industries and revenue size, right? How have you built marketing team? And is the process the same or does it change with the organization's size or how does it differ from organization to organization? Oh yeah, a lot of variables come to the table, Sid. Uh, uh, during one of my first few stints with, uh, with startups, first few flirtations with startups, I had the opportunity to build a team from scratch. Uh, in a lot of other organizations, I, was, I actually inherited uh, a larger team which was already in place. Uh, so uh, regardless of, you know, whichever 
context you find yourself in, uh, there are two, three mantras which can you know, hold you in good stead as you go about building your team. One of the first things you look for is very strong EQ. Right? You need to uh, you know, hire people who have strong emotional quotients, who have that level of emotional maturity to be able to thrive under pressure. Uh, in startups, in early stage companies, uh, in technology companies per se, uh, there is a lot of ambiguity. Right? So you need people who are comfortable with ambiguity, who are comfortable in dealing with chaos and pressure and who don't necessarily require uh, your boss, right? Their boss to actually define, you know, a closely, you know, uh, they don't need them to actually create a well-defined sandbox or a or an area of jurisdiction for them to play in. I think that's something which is very essential. Is it goes without saying that you obviously need people to be good at what they do. Uh, that's like a given. That's like a gene factor which needs to be in place. But over and above that, you require people with very strong EQ. Something that I always look for is, if possible, which is, you can think of it as a small corollary to EQ, is look for people who have some kind of a sense of humor, right? People who don't take themselves too seriously, uh, who don't take life too seriously, who don't take their work too seriously. It's, you can think of it as a corollary to the first point that I mentioned, because when you're you working with startups, you're going to spend a lot of time working with your team. You're going to spend a lot of time working with colleagues. So you want people who are a pleasure to work with, right? Uh, people who can lighten tense situations by, you know, through their sense of humor, right? Through drive it. That's something which is always a nice to have. That's something that I always look for. You also look for the unsaid word between sentences. That's also something that you look for. Uh, uh, the other thing, of course, which goes without saying in this day and age, marketers need a combination of left and right brain skills. You can't just have people who are only data driven, who are bean counters, so to speak. Uh, mm. That's been a problem because of the advent of digital marketing. Before digital marketing, it's been a little bit of a, the funny thing actually before the advent of digital marketing what used to happen was we had people who were extremely creative and only creative they knew nothing about numbers right they were, ex right. They were just pure brand guys right they were completely right brained after the growth of digital marketing what happened was the pendulum swung to the other end wherein we had people who essentially became bean counters they only looked at data 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 without having any kind of creativity and now what i think is that we're achieving some kind of a balance the pendulum is somewhat swinging in between and uh, marketers of day and age are an excellent and successful marketers of this day and age are a good combination right you require people who are very creative and people who are good with numbers uh, obviously for specific roles within marketing you require people who are slightly more over indexed towards a particular direction for example if you're hiring a performance marketer you need that person to be good with data so you want that skill to be the number one go-to skill but you also require the guy to have that level of right brain creativity as opposed to say you're for a social media marketer, you require that person to be slightly more over and external creativity, but still have an affinity for numbers. So these are some things that I look for. Got it. Got it. Now, this was this was brilliant, right? I mean, I the way the the way you said about the sense of humor, I so agree with it. Like, if you take yourself too seriously, I don't think so. You would survive in a startup. It's it's kind of crazy that entire. Yeah, you're a, you're an example for you're a case in point. <laughs> <laughs> Your laughter is <laughs> right there, right there. Right, that one right there. I think that's <laughs> stuff we learn when we work together. So, that's so I, I'll I'll take the cue from your uh, answer about you know having a very small emotional quotient because the pressure is very high, right? And with the ambiguity. Now, in yeah. this environment, how do you manage the whole thing? And your take on whether you like inheriting teams or building teams? Well, yeah. I mean, always you do you do like to build your own team. That's always better. Uh, if I were given a choice, it's it's a lot more fun to build your own team uh, because you get to hire your own people. Inheriting, inheriting teams is always a challenge. And that's uh, there are a lot of good books on this topic in terms of if you're a new leader who's mm -hmm. coming into a well-established team which has been there for a while, uh, 
then you've got to tread a little more carefully right you've got to try and build more consensus uh, one of the playbooks that i have always gone to if you are a new leader walking into a well established setup with a well established team already in place uh, uh, try to play the role of a follower at least for 3 4 months right do not try to bring in you know do not try to come in with your own uh, you know preconceived notions on what is right and what is wrong and the direction that the team needs to take play the role of a follower give respect to people who've been there done that for a while try to learn from their experiences then try to slowly weave in your experiences and your thought process and your direction uh, i think that is the path that i would always recommend but long story short i mean a short answer to your question sid is would i prefer an inherit would i prefer to inherit a team or hire my own team certainly the latter got it now i'll move to a very pinpointed question now multiple team members like you said you will have a social media marketer you will have a performance marketer you will have a brand you will have uh, customer marketing you will have product marketing now these are multiple team members within a marketing team and now that you're heading sales you'll have you have sales folks as well right now they have different each each division has a different goal and obviously there are uh, multiple uh, projects that will be going but there is one certain north metric that you guys chase and you know maybe one particular team member has to take the lead on it how do you convince everyone on the team to push towards that one goal yeah that's it's always going to be a tough thing i think one of the biggest challenges i do believe fundamentally that uh, all of us are essentially sales folks right uh, all of us need to be good at selling it's not just the sales team which needs to be good at selling i think all of us need to be good at selling our ideas and our vision uh, to everybody around us to our own team to our peers to cross functional counterparts to management right that's something all of us need to be good at at the end of the day fundamentally all of us are sales folks so we need to be able to sell our ideas articulate our vision in a manner that our peers our team our cross functional partners can rally around and align with that vision I think that is the key thing so you've got to be good at that uh, and for to be a successful professional in this day and age i mean obviously if you are a founder and a ceo you can always pull rank uh, but that's not that's a privilege and even as a leader you possibly can pull rank every now and then but that's a privilege that you've got to use very very sparingly uh, the idea is you've got to be able to articulate your vision in a manner that you can drive alignment and as long as you can give a clear picture of that vision and paint a clear picture of that vision and try to make the entire conversation and the argument as objective and data backed as possible uh, then a lot of the differences in opinion usually die away so you said entire objects you know uh, you know be very objective about the argument and very data driven uh, one of the things that i've seen across teams and uh, is you know leaders dealing or grappling with motivation right because most of the leaders that come in are self motivated but uh, that's not true for the entire team so you know at times like the, how do you get people to motivate themselves and how do you motivate your team yeah it's it's always a tough one said and uh, in an ideal world everybody around us would be self motivated but that's not always the case people have multiple things going on people have their own baggages their own uh, issues going on in their personal life their own issues going on in their professional life which they grapple with so it's uh, unreasonable to expect everybody to be self motivated i think one of the things that's always worked well for me is to try and spend time with your team even outside of work i think that's something which always helps uh, and i know it is difficult especially if you are a leader and an older man or a woman and you have your own family to deal with and you want to spend as much all of your non office time with your family you've still got to balance that out and spend as much time outside of work with your uh, with your team as well uh, you know have as many one on ones and skip level one on ones uh, right not just with your one on ones not just with your direct reportees but also skip level one on ones with the drs of your drs i think these are some things which always work well for me so for example i do have a structured 
time on my calendar put out for one on ones with all of my drs every week and every alternate week i catch up with my second level drs that's also something that i do uh, and of course now with covid spending time outside of office is very very limited but uh, pre covid that's something which i always used to do during covid something that we always do is we have these bucker sessions where we organize zoom calls where there is no work related agenda per se right we essentially uh-huh. chit chat it's just water cooler conversations uh, you know with the team uh, the team just gets together and we just chit chat on zoom uh-huh. uh, that's also an approach for you to think about so essentially a lot of these things act as very good ice breakers chemistry builders and a lot of unsaid things actually start bubbling up and they start coming out uh, so in that way and people also start feeling that much more connected to the team to the leader and to the organization's vision i think these are some things for you for us to consider got it and you you said the word uh, chemistry builder right just now and that that's very interesting right because in these times how do you keep that chemistry up on the same page you i know you mentioned about zoom and everything but you know those are all virtual calls and you know what what are the things that you feel that you know everyone across marketing leads especially marketing heads and marketing lead should be doing to keep the team motivated and everyone on the same page yeah one of the things and i've been guilty of not doing this uh, early on in my career and even till a few years back is to over communicate i think that essentially is a good thing sometimes as marketers we are very good at marketing uh, our brand's value proposition to consumers because that's who we are but we are sometimes not so good at marketing the work that the team does or the work that individuals do the value addition that individuals bring to the table uh, not so well within the organization i think that's something that you always got to do um, take the back seat celebrate achievements of of your team of individuals in your team with the entire set of stakeholders within your organization that's a great driver for you know building motivation in a lot of cases what happens is that most ceos today most people in the management do not have a marketing background hmm. right they usually usually people from a sales background the guys from a product background or guys from tech right most 90% of cases so a lot of people don't necessarily understand marketing at a deep technical level right so it it your role as a marketing leader essentially is to remove that level of information asymmetry and make sure that your teams and the individuals in your teams achievements are highlighted to management and to people around you i think that's a great way for you to build motivation got it got it okay i i have so many questions but i i just ask one last one right what is your secret sauce for making sure your team delivers on time every time <laughs> yeah that's it's always a tough one i think you need to have a bit of a a carrot and stick approach uh, uh, by stick i don't necessarily mean berating the team but making sure that you do have a stern word as and when necessary separately during one on ones and even if i do need to have a stern word with the team i make sure that i don't do it in front of other people and i do it separately uh, you know in a conversation in a one on one conversation uh, and uh, of course giving a you know having a very clear sense of timeline something that i always ask from them up front is to if there are roadblocks or bottlenecks which they have identified to be upfront about it before actually committing to a timeline i think that's something that i always hold them accountable for uh, and as long as you can make that level of accountability stay then it should be all right and it also depends you we need to have different kind of uh, you know horses for courses kind of an approach for a relatively more senior person versus a more say junior person uh, for a slightly more junior person whom you are say 
delegating work to. I think one of the things you've got to be careful about is you can't just tell them about the goalposts which you're looking for, but you also need to tell them how you need to go about reaching that goalpost. Because what ends up happening is that a relatively more junior person may not speak up and say that they don't necessarily know how to how to get the job done. And in India, culturally, this is a problem, right? People don't necessarily, or rather articulation of the fact that you don't know something or you're ignorant about something is actually looked down upon. Uh, or saying no is actually looked down upon. We tend to overcommit and underdeliver. I think that's something which I always ask the team to stay away from and essentially to underpromise and overdeliver the Amazon philosophy, so to speak. I think these are some keep in mind. This I've learned from you, right? This I've <laughs> learned from you, right? I mean, in, in my in my previous uh, before I'd met you and before you were my boss, I used to be on the other side, right? Uh, overcommit and underdeliver because I would say yes and I would be like, okay, if I didn't do this, it'll be bad. I didn't know this, but Working with you, I've learned this, right? At Amazon philosophy. This I learned so much from you. I was just waiting for this word from you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sid. Thank you so much for on this podcast. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Veda, again, once more, thank you so much for joining me. This was a pleasure. Absolutely, Sid. Thanks for the opportunity. Pleasure. Likewise.